Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games, hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasilo. Joining me as always... Good morning, Tommy! It is, in (laughs) fact, the morning. One of the very, very rare morning recording sessions for the Filthy Casuals boys. Ben Vanell here. And welcoming the third member of the show, a freshly shaven young gentleman. I'll chop my fucking hair off and I feel like a baby. <laughs> I've, I've done my whole body except for the head. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm empty. I'm going to win the swimming. We should yep. be doing our Manscaped ad this week. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're not, so don't no, give him a free not. one. <laughs> I've uh, I've taken the hair from your face, Knox, and I've started to grow it onto onto mine. I'm starting to get a little lockdown beard going. That's disgusting. Um, <laughs> That's the filthiest thing I've ever heard. I yeah, scampered I through your pipes and and swept up the hair. <laughs> they didn't go in the pipes, so it shows what you know. Uh, they were in the bin. Don't know what you got, but I think you've rubbed shit, shit on your face. Shows what you know. Hmm? Shows what you know. <laughs> Caught you out. Caught no, in I 4K. Like it. Nah, I like it. I wanted shit on my face. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I chopped it all off because we're in another lockdown here and uh, it makes feeling, uh, the feeling of wearing a mask. None of my masks fit. I ha- right. I've had to readjust them all beca- and they're slipping down off my face and my nose is hanging out. And that's Ooh. my explanation for it. Every time I walk around, picking up yep. every fucking avocado at the supermarket, I'm going to sneeze as well because I'm talking about my face. <laughs> oh, so yeah, it's my, making my face feel awkward. My mask just keeps <laughs> getting blown off by the wind. Sorry, officer. I don't know. It happened to my pants as well. I shaved my... Uh, yeah, anyway. I'd love it if that was a thing that the body did. Once you start talking about the face, then it's involuntary that you start to sneeze. Like the face is like, well, if you're just going to be there yabbering about me, mm. then uh, I'm going to get involved in the action. My nostrils yeah. are burning. Like some of this? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's the literal... I, I get that sometimes. You talk about your eyes. Someone's like, oh, yeah, I had to get glasses because, um, you know, my vision's getting worse. Sometimes I'll get like sympathetic, like sore eyes or like eye- your eyes will water. Yeah. I don't I guess get it's, that. It's like the yawning thing, right? It's contagious. The yawning thing, yeah, the yawning thing is crazy that that's the only thing that the body does that mm. another person can react to. Like if just... What about a punch? Ooh. That's something that your body does that another person reacts what to. About, Shows what about? Shows what a, you know, Tommy. Shows <laughs> what you know. <laughs> what about a smooch? What a lovely smooch. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yep. That or, yawn thing is. I. I don't. Is that thing about the psychopaths real? Because if that is real, mm. and and having a, a reaction of someone else talking about their eyes, and your eyes start watering, yes. maybe I'm partially a psychopath then. Or maybe I'm an extreme empath. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Which I very, likely. very much doubt that. Out of the two options. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew that. Is that a real thing? If you, the psychopaths don't yawn when other people yawn? Apparently. A- apparently, because wow. the yawning thing is uh, an empathy thing. So ah, right. Interesting. Well, yeah. appa- that would so be great. Yawning catching is because it's meant to make all of uh, us go to sleep at the same time is the idea. Right? right, like so, it's meant to. It, it's a group bonding thing and an indication. And I mm. read as well while I was studying my PhD that mm. uh, it wasn't just reading the subtitles on a TikTok. That <laughs> when you, when you, you know how some people are like night owls. That's also evolutionary mm. because you need some people to be awake during the night to watch out for panthers. Oh, it's always panthers yeah. in those examples as well, isn't it? <laughs> They're our biggest predator. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> They're that and uh, like, you know how some people fucking hate coriander and whatever. That yeah, yep. is so that if the coriander's poisoned, not everyone dies. Wow. Because some in the yeah, tribe well, are like, no, like soap thank to you. some people, doesn't it? Mm, yes, yeah, I exactly. Don't... Yeah. I don't like it, yeah. but it doesn't taste like soap. It just tastes like a vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. I'm a big coriander fan. One of my favourite herbs to put in a meal. I barely know It's it. pretty good. Had some yesterday. Had oh. a big bummy just swimming in the spicy lettuce. And that's Beautiful a classic stuff. coriander dish. You can't Absolutely. have it without it. Yeah. Well, yep. shut up. You know what I've been... <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. I thought of an actual tie-in to video games. Overcooked, one of the PS Plus games... This coming month, uh, mm. in that you maybe use coriander. Yep, uh, that's and Hitman v- too. Sure. I'm gonna fucking snipe anyone who doesn't like coriander because they're fucking yes. wrong. Yeah, yes. or like Doom because they used to call those corridor shooters, and that sounds a bit like coriander. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could maybe use. A friend that. of mine was saying to me recently. She's like, I love a bar me. I go in, I get it without the spicy stuff on it, without the coriander. And just went through, like, taking out all the inherently Vietnamese, like, yeah. barmy ingredients. And I was just like, why don't you just go to Subway? Like, yeah. literally, that's what, that's just what you're ordering. pork and carrot sandwich. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm, reading, I'm reading about video games on the internet right now. Mm. Can I tell yep. you that? And have you seen, because, like, you know, we're, 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 we're very lucky as well that evolutionarily we're at the top because... Uh, coriander fans and PS5 owners. Right. Yep. This is what Darwin was writing about when he tweeted <laughs> at Sony, "Where's my PS5?" Yeah, people yeah. who famous, don't own I a PS one for free. <laughs> people who don't own a PS5, you're the members of the tribe who will survive if the PS5s turn out to be poisoned. So you should be really, actually, quite grateful. Well, maybe they. We have. can't have everyone have a PS5 because we need some people to not be distracted for when the Panthers turned up. Yeah, right. Guys right, like right. us, we're getting ripped limb from limb because we're in the middle of a big ratchet and clank session. When right. we review games on the PS5, other members of the tribe yawn. Because <laughs> there are better reviews available elsewhere. <laughs> uh, I doubt that. That's no, not true. We're the best in the world. Um, but so I'm just. Do you know they like replaced components in the PS5 already? There's new versions no. out there. No. Ah, so if there's there's a new model, and if you're buying one now, it has like a different heatsink that they think might be worse. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. But I like this. Cheaper yeah. to manufacture, I assume. And right. you can also turn that little screw that um, is oh. for like the mounting 
stand. Yes, the base. Yeah, the stand. Yeah, that is like self-turnable rather than having to go get a coin. I think I did see that. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I it's tiny, tiny thing. changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The heatsink is there. worse, worse, but but cheaper. But I assume the PS Five is not cheaper. No, they're exactly the same price. And also, I don't know if they actually are worse. It's just, this always happens with consoles. There's there's tons of different revisions of every console that exists. Little beyond, things that don't yeah, yeah change the performance or anything that are just like, yeah. Well, like the um, Xbox One had its, uh, like, I think the, oh, it's in this article. The CPU and the GPU both got a crunk up. Oh. They cranked them mm-hmm. because they just figured right. out they could do it. And it doesn't really have that much of an effect on performance, I don't think. Most of these mm. things don't. Like every PS2 or PS3 or whatever has had different versions beyond just like the slim or the whatever, the the, yep. the new revised models. But yeah, it's pretty interesting. The older consoles had it in crazy ways sometimes. Like remember the? Do you remember the 3DO? Mm. Vaguely. Well, let me tell you a story about the 3DO because there's not much happening this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, start from the start where you tell everyone what a 3DO was, All by right. the way. <laughs> the company Panasonic was a was mm-hmm. a big hitter in early 90s audio hardware and they decided and video hardware and they mm. decided to get into the console market, but instead of manufacturing the 3DO themselves, wait, maybe they were one who did manufacture it. The company 3DO, <laughs> this is the story. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the company 3DO was started by I think the guy who went on, I think he was involved in like, I don't remember, wikipedia.org. <laughs> just, this is like a Wikipedia article where the bits that say citation needed are more dominant than actual text <laughs> in the article. What does 3DO stand for? The number three and the letter D mean three-dimensional and O okay. means oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> three dimensions. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. This but it was a console that was basically, it, it, you could buy the manufacturing rights for a design of the console that the company made. So multiple different right. companies made their own versions of 3DOs. You franchise right, it out. I see. Exactly. It's sort of like um, there, there's, there's things these days that do that. Like I think the Mr is like that where it's just like here's the blueprints and if you want to make 3D printing is a similar thing. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I just think it's cool when 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 different versions of things come along. Well wasn't that the uh the thing with the uh, Banjo kazooie on the Nintendo sixty four, the whole thing where it was gonna be the stop and swap where you would when the sequel came out you would be able to take the Banjo-Kazooie cartridge out, put the Banjo-Tooie cartridge in and unlock certain stuff in it. And right. they had to get rid of it because they had st- by that time there were enough different models of Nintendo 64 on the market and some of them, because in the original ones it kept a bit of, it kind of kept the game a bit yeah. active for like a few right. seconds, but they that time frame kind of went down with like new little revisions that they'd made to it. So they yeah. couldn't put it in because they had no idea of knowing some people have like a six second uh, window to play with on their console and other people who've got a newer one might only have like one second. So they can't guarantee that it's going to work for everyone. And with PS3s, they started off all being like hardware PS2 compatible. They had PS2 yeah. components in the actual system, which they then got rid of and made it software emulation, which they then got rid of that and just said, you can't emulate PS2 games on these anymore. That was brutal um, missing out on that first run of those because that was that was like the end for a while of 
backwards compatibility for PlayStation. Right. It was like the last right. thing. It's done now, right? Yeah. That you can't. I guess PS4 games you can play on a PS5 and exactly, but there was that's that... all you can do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you have to play PS4 games on <laughs> yeah. PS5. But yeah, there was a, there was years in between where there was just no backwards compatibility for for Sony. Yeah, but they're like a brief window where it was the norm. Get this new console and like yeah. you can play all the old previous stuff on it. Those things are worth a lot of money it. today as well. If you can get your hands yeah. on one, it's like CHA one thousand something like that is the model. Right. It's been it. It's locked down. We've all looked at things that we might want to <laughs> waste some fucking money on, and mine well, has been backwards compatible PS threes for a period of this, time. Yeah, yeah. This ties into a thought that I had during the week. So for anyone outside of uh, Victoria slash Australia, we we are yeah we're in lockdown in Melbourne. We got the announcement yesterday that it's extended for the foreseeable future, another couple of months or so. And I'm I'm back in a big way to just buying bullshit online. Uh, I told you guys the other day I. I I pulled the trigger on buying the Seinfeld Lego, which yep. is a real indication of just <laughs> where we're at here mentally. And thinking about it the other day, something I was pretty down on when we talked about it a couple of months ago, didn't really see the need for it in my life. And then during the week I was thinking about it and purely because it would mean the joy of something turning up in the mailbox and being something to focus on for a couple of hours, I had the thought of, so help me God, I think I'm getting an OLED switch. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> like... I can see myself being just depressed enough to think that that's something that's just going to lift my spirits for a couple of hours out of the day. It makes just a lot of sense. It out, if we're in sliding the little plastic screen cover off it and thinking about that made me feel really happy. They should sell just like pieces of plastic that have that sticky paper on them that oh. you can just peel off. Like how they sell bubble wrap for stressed adults. Yeah, or you should be able to send it off and they just completely repackage it for you like it's new. So they That's put all that shit on. That's a great idea. They put it in a brand new box. <laughs> they send it back to you for just like 10 bucks oh. so that you get the experience of like unboxing this thing as if it's new. <laughs> That's one if of the you... saddest things I've ever heard. That's like, <laughs> that's on the level of like, thank you, sending yourself a Christmas card, <laughs> just to prevent one more day of that final not getting tied. I if you yeah. throw in like they clean off whatever it is, if say it's a console, if they give it a nice little clean, yeah. I'm fucking all in on that. You can get I refurbished uh, little treatments. You can. There are companies who do that sort of thing for you. But repackage it as well. Ah, oh. <laughs> opening the give fresh me a little kiss on the forehead when you deliver it. Yeah, yeah, yep. come and so spoon everything's me. Everything's gonna be okay. Yes, <laughs> little card falls out. We're proud of you. Love mum and dad. Just like the full, the, the full treatment. They take you down to the pub and you get to go there for a while with your friends. Yeah, this is a great idea for a company. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, it's very annoying. But uh, the what were we fucking talking about? Oh yeah, yeah that OLED switch. Um, Buying shit. I that I don't know, man. That seems crazy to me. <laughs> I, I I probably won't end up doing it, but it did. The thought, the thought, the fact that the thought entered my head Maybe, at yeah, all just too. goes to show you like how far we've come from when we first talked about it. Yeah. Like, nah, no, you know, no point. And then just thinking about it, like, well, you know. It means the posties turning up. It means opening a little package I mean, and sliding all the stuff out. And I feel pretty stupid having two switches. And if I sold right. them both and just got an OLED switch, then technically yeah. that'd be no money out, and it, it, right. it would make me more sensible. Yeah, I think that's actually a good idea. You should do. That. Yes, but you would be doing that in order to have the model that I think is 
as we've talked about, objectively a bit worse than just both of those. Like, I think having right. one OLED is somehow slightly worse than having an OG and a Switch Lite. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, we talked about how it's kind of, the like, the screen is just stretched up, so stuff might end up uh, looking yeah. shittier on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I get that OLED Switch is basically like one of these console revisions that they've done in the past. Yes. And yes. Nintendo had the fucking goal to remake <laughs> the, the audience. Audacity to remake <laughs> their fucking launch trailer for it as well. Mm. Yeah, imagine back in the day them doing a big reveal of this new Nintendo 64 that just keeps cartridge data <laughs> hot for yeah. a few seconds less and just putting it out like, yeah, how good's this? They sort of did. When those iMacs came out, they were like, oh, good idea. And we're like, here's the jungle green Nintendo 64. Like... Oh, fuck. They promoted those pretty heavily. The big Pikachu one where his foot was the reset button. That's right. And then, of course, they had the expansion pack. Right. That all of a sudden, this little... It's so funny that the Nintendo 64 came out with a big just hole in the center of it. And then after a couple of years, they're like, you know that big weird kind of gap that's in the front of your console? Well, you put this bastard in there and it makes it a little bit more powerful. I'd love something like that to come out. Just like, not a console revision, just like a little... Just like a little fucking thing that you slot into the USB port or whatever. You should it makes jam. It, uh, makes it run a bit better. Jam one of those. One of those Seagate uh, uh, expansion. The 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 Xbox. <laughs> I think I've described what, what? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> the memory expansion drive? things for the Xbox. You jam them in the back, and it's got like a custom type of slot, and it does seem uh, they're very expensive, and I don't need the, the extra SSDs. Space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they um, they are SSDs, but they're like expansion memory SSDs. Yeah, they're some bullshit. Yeah, they well, the Nintendo already did a, a um a a model revision for the Switch. Remember the battery life yeah. went up? So yeah, they've yeah. done it. Did they mention that or was that just maybe reported on? But um, It was just reported yeah. on. It was just like not... Uh, like I think it had a slightly different box too. So if you did want yeah. to go looking for yeah. it, you could. Yeah. But it, it was wasn't like something that yeah. they were like, hey, this is the bit. It was just like, yeah. yeah, it's been a couple of years and we're just sort of using like exactly what we're talking about. Oh, we're just using slightly different parts now and there happens to be a slight advantage to doing that anyway yeah. there's new ps5s that you can't get yeah there's <laughs> also still a chip shortage i saw that yeah. reported in the past week it's like yeah it's not clearing up anytime soon you know the the supply chains are still kind of fucked everywhere. prices of like video cards and stuff like that have gone down as the cryptocurrency market has shrunk which right. is a good thing and i hope all of those fucking crypto millionaires crash their fucking ferraris Yep. <laughs> I hope that dumb yacht that's called Dogecoin fucking sinks. But, Oof. um, oh, God. A yacht named after a meme of fucking Bodie McBoat, bit, Bitcoiny McBitface, whatever the fuck you're floating. <laughs> I hope you drown. <laughs> I hope you actually die in a storm, in a hurricane. Once again, we're mid lockdown. We're not fully responsible for the negativity that comes out I, of our mouths. Adam Knox of Sound Mind. Hereby <laughs> declare that uh, I played a little, a couple of games this week. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, I could fuck with that. <laughs> and you did this in sound mind, you say? Of sound <laughs> Tell mind. Me more. Tell you what, I've squeezed fucking pained head though because I put on the PSVR helmet for oh. a number of hours, um, mm -hmm. not many, like two, to play. Um, I expect you to die. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is a spy-themed puzzle game from a couple years ago that just got a sequel that I haven't played yet, but um, I will. 
Mm-hmm. Don't you fucking try me. I will. Don't you don't test me. I don't know. I think you'll lose interest and play something new midweek. There's no way that I'm ironically drowning between now and then <laughs> because I wished it on others and the fates declared that I should suffer for my, uh, you know, dickishness. They'd hubris. use some other word. Yeah, they probably say hubris, but it means dickishness. And to have the hubris to use the word hubris, how dare you? That's, that's the absolute irony of the word hubris. Um, but the irony were... of the word hubris is the sentence that, like, they wouldn't have made Fraser Crane say on this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I reckon I whacked that in a couple of essays during university. <laughs> yeah. Furthermore, um, but yeah, so I, I, I played it on uh, the PlayStation VR because I had already been interested in it and I think had bought it during a past sale. So right, right. already I had the, say, yeah. the first one sitting there. Is it's not? Is it on Oculus? Do you know? It is. Yep, it both of them be, are. Yeah. They're on. Yeah. They're on Oculus. They're on Steam as well. You can get them everywhere. But right. I played it on PlayStation, which is just like that. That I'm. I'm looking forward to a uh, revision of that headset because yeah. it is. Uh, it really squeezes my admittedly big head. Um, I I honestly don't remember what it felt to wear, um, but I remember being pleasantly surprised by the Oculus. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't chucked mine on in a while. I want to go back and play more of uh, Astrobot Rescue Mission, mm. but that's the thing that holds me off. Is I think I would have a tough time chucking that helmet on. It's not now. too bad. I haven't. I like uh, the the Quest Two is very good, and the resolution is lower on the PSVR, and the uh, the move controllers are certainly worse than the Go controllers, the, or the Quest controllers, or whatever the fuck they're called. But mm. Uh, yeah, it it, well, it wasn't too bad. You adjust pretty quick and like that PSVR is still best sort of... Uh, actually, it isn't. The Quest 2 is the best sort of bang for your buck headset <laughs> thing you can get, but yeah. right. the, the, the PlayStation VR is uh, a decent alternative if you've The PlayStation got. VR headset is the best headset that you can get for the PlayStation. I agree. <laughs> I'm forced to agree. But there are a couple yeah. of revisions of the PSVR headset <laughs> since we're talking it. Anyway, True. Uh, it was decent. And the game is fun. It is a uh, very standard VR puzzle game, which means you are sitting in a spot and you have a bunch of little levers and cupboards and shit around you in a few different scenarios and you are trying to figure out how to make those things interact to solve puzzles. Um, you are filling up test tubes with different colors and looking for clues in the environment that are written on the backs of pieces of paper you can hold to figure out which colors to combine to make a corrosive agent that lets you open a little copper chain that is stuck to a lever that you need to pull. You know, it's that mm-hmm, sort yep. of escape room bullshit, which yep, I really yep. like. Um, and it's got a like 60s James Bond paint slathered over the top that I yep. wasn't as into really. It's not terrible, but it is a little grating in the same way that happens when just something that's been parodied to death gets done one more time. The right. the opening credits thing is like, yeah, cool. You made like a James Bond looking opening credits, but it's in VR and it's all around you. But also I've seen this a hundred thousand times. Right, mm-hmm. and it isn't as cute anymore. You know what I mean? That aesthetic of it like peaked with uh, it yep. peaked with Weird Al Yankovic's introduction to the movie Spy Hard. Sure, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when fucking when when it was Get Smart doing it, also in the sixties, right? Like, when it right. was in the even the same decade from 
six decades ago now. Mm-hmm. It, it is that aspect of the game is a little bit tired. Um, but I did really enjoy the uh, type of puzzles it, it, it had in it where like you can die. You can fuck it up to the point where you have to repeat the puzzle. Right. And so well, it expects you to. Exactly. The game isn't lying. It does actually <laughs> literally expect it would be amazed if you it's, got through the whole thing without dying. Yeah. Right. It's like yeah. it sh- every every game should just be called that. It's like I expect you to die. <laughs> I built this game. I've put enemies in. Mm. I've put challenges in. I'm building this game. I'm expecting you to die at some point in playing. Uh, it mean, is I expect you, you to die is the spiritual sequel to Dark Souls Prepare to Die edition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then they should call every walking simulator I don't expect you to die. Yeah. It'd yeah. be weird if yeah. you die. Yeah, yeah. Because this is a game about game. finding notes written for you. Yeah. yeah. Someone yeah. wrote you some notes. And if you die here, like you had a pre-existing condition and you're not covered under our policy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. no refunds. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the puzzles are pretty easy if you've, if you've done a couple of VR puzzle games before. It's exactly the sort of shit you are imagining it is where it's... Uh, you know what this hidden button is here and there's a piece of paper that will tell you the hidden button all all the sorts of standard things where like you've only got so many objects in the environment that you even can use right and it's relatively simple to figure them out but the one difference there is that there's sort of a sequence of events type of not like 12 minutes but more like that where it's um things will develop in the room and it is time-based. So if you don't have this before the second event, then uh, you will die, and you need to know about right. that when going back through the loop. So each of okay. the puzzles, when you finish it, you'll get a completion time of like three and a half minutes or something like that. But mm-hmm. you've done a couple of rotations probably where something's fucked up, a grenade's fallen out of a thing, and you've gone, ha, huh, there's a grenade in there. I better remember that. And then you rapidly go through. And I actually really enjoyed or, you know, more than I thought would in a lot of other games, replaying those levels to get to the point where you died last time. Because the feeling of having a puzzle game that, like, you know, took you a little bit of looking around and manipulating stuff and figuring it out the first time, being able to zip through that with both hands and, like, quickly doing things yep. and getting things set up for yep. the next puzzle feels really good. Mm. That's a lot of fun. And so there's, like, little achievements of different times and, like, try and find this weird thing you can do in these levels. It'll show you, like, s- sort of some grayed-out boxes that are that have hint names and you can go back through. I didn't do too much of that. Um, then there's, like, s- maybe it's, like, eight levels somewhere around that number, eight or nine. It's quite short, as a lot of VR games are. But all the levels were fun. I had a good yep. time playing through it. I was able to easily skip over the story and writing stuff that I wasn't particularly into. I didn't need a British man telling me about Zakivas or whatever his name was, the 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 enemy guy. It was something like that. I've gotten it wrong, but you get the idea from it. You get the gist. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Well, that sounds really good. So uh, if you think that sounds good, then the sequel is out now. Mm. And yeah. <laughs> presumably as good, if not better, hey, you would have to imagine. I'll tell you when I expect you to die three comes out. <laughs> and I'll get around to playing too. No, I will play that, but I am definitely going to go in on that one on the uh, the the quest rather than on the yeah yeah right yeah. yeah. There's something about the physicality of VR games where repetition isn't a problem. It's like I'll play yeah. Beat Saber yeah. like every day doing the same. Although I do notice that I think they occasionally chuck in an update where they change 
the actual, you know, sequence, like the physical things in each um, They make it saber. look a bit different. Yeah, yeah, just so yeah. You you're not getting, t- like, entirely bored. Mm. But, that yes, there is something about the movements being satisfying enough to do that the repetition is not a problem. It's, yeah, it's yeah, a I think thing. Because you are in control of the pace of it, like I, I think one of the one of the most dull things about a game is if you're just holding forward to walk past a thing you've seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why I'm not really into the Tomb Raider, the the more recent Tomb Raider games, and those sorts of things where if you're not interacting at all, but yeah, do exactly what you're saying, repeating the same task but with your actual limbs, mm. it feels cool. Because you yeah. can give yourself a little, you chuck things in the air and then catch them. Like VR <laughs> yeah, is just yeah, innately yeah. satisfying. And uh, this game is not responsible for that, but it doesn't suffer from it. Mm. Right. But So yeah, Speaking it's totally of, uh, okay and interesting puzzles. And if you've got a VR thing, you've probably already played it a couple of years ago. And you've already <laughs> played the second one, which I'll uh, chat to you about next week, probably. Speaking of uh, Beat Saber updates, they were teasing during the week a new music pack. And oh, we talked really? a little while ago about uh, they added the Interscope music pack. We, we had a bit of a discussion about like yeah. the weird choices they make with the music that they add in and how sporadically they do it. And then, you know, it's just like five songs at a time. And the Interscope one was the most uh, that one of those music packs has ever aligned with kind of my personal taste. So I thought, oh, here we go. This could be kind of opening the door to them adding more of this kind of stuff. And they teased what it was that they were going to add more music. And then I believe it's just a pack of Skrillex songs. It which is. is yeah. such a fucking bummer. It's the same <laughs> genre as all of the songs that were yeah. created for the game. But like, they Who work. Who is the director of content in there? It's like, yeah, oh man, I wish they'd add more. They've like, got I don't know. the same sensibilities as me, it seems like, where they've finally gotten around a Skrillex because <laughs> right. we're far past Skrillex now. And they're like, oh yeah, this is pretty good. We'll put it in. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Um, it, yeah, I, it is, it's, it's not interesting, but it would be fun. I think that it's going to be undoubtedly a fun music pack to play through. And yeah, like I've, I haven't gone in on the BTS one, um, but I've got songs from most of the others. The Linkin Park one is great because it's like, again, it's really satisfying. It's music that you want to like headbang to, but you're like chopping bricks and shit in the air. Mm. Um, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm dissing on it, but you know, I, I didn't really know any BTS and then, Right. You know, getting the BTS pack got me into liking the music of BTS. So who knows, maybe next week I'll be here talking about how much I love Skrillex because I <laughs> yeah. downloaded the Beat Saber pack just for Because, again, I, they get me every time. It's like even if I'm not interested, it's – again, it's lockdown. It's like I want new songs to play on it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun. It's a fun evening of like, oh, I'm just going to go through all these one by one and, you know. You know what would be a, a good one? And I know that um, Abraham Beats, who is the creator of Beat Saber – Yes. Uh, Abraham R. Beats. And his, the, the, the game is just his name, but written like you would write it on a form where it's Beats, comma, A-bar. Abra. Abra. Right. Yeah. I yeah, never yeah. knew that. That's fascinating. That's true, because I know him, and I talked to him, <laughs> and I'm going to suggest uh, why... Uh, no, the name of the group, Village People. Oh. Yes. yes. Telling me that wouldn't be yeah. the best Beat Saber pack? <laughs> Yes, <laughs> in the navy, having a slice up in the Y. Exactly, you know, yep. doing do the like letters. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Fuck. Oh, what about this? Yeah, uh, you have to strap the controllers to your legs, and there's a river dance pack. Oh, <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, yep. chucking your dance. novelty dance songs, right? Your macarenas, your uh, ketchup right. songs. Where are all they? That wouldn't be bad at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd fuck with that. I my actual. 
like ultimate music pack would be Daft Punk, which is like Skrillex oh. is like you know the huge the the Daft Punk you have at home. But like mm-hmm. it, I, I would love to see something <laughs> like that. But I yeah, yeah I mean I'll play the Skrillex. flip side of this is um is Just Dance, which I I bought the 2021 version ages ago and hadn't gotten around to playing it until recently. Uh, me and my girlfriend uh, went through it and played a bunch of the songs in there. They always have really good like songs on there that are like you know high in the charts currently. Then they'll go into some like classics. Like they always have really good music packs. But the way that they get you is every year and uh, like a whole new version of the game comes out. Yeah. And even though they have like an online subscription service where you can get all the previous stuff that they've put out, you have to go and buy the new cartridge to get all those like whatever it is, 20 current songs that mm. they add to it. Um, but, yeah, they're the flip side of the coin where they're always adding good new music, but they, you know, rather than it just being a downloadable thing, it's like you've got to go pay fucking 90 bucks for the cart, which is just just literally playing the songs to you. There's yeah. not even, you know, a great de- degree of gameplay in it. I actually think music uh, sounds better on cartridge. <laughs> I don't buy digital. I think it actually sounds a little bit nicer and cleaner. There's like a raw yeah. sound on the cartridge yeah. that you get. Yeah, that maximum ninety-eight um, kilobytes per second is yeah. really yeah. <laughs> those old uh, Britney Spears like twenty-second things. What were those fucking little cartridges called that you put in those little clips? And you had a key ring of little cartridges that played a snippet like the chorus of a oh, late nineties yeah. song. Do you remember those? Yeah. Fuck. What. Yeah, what were they called? Man, fuck! I don't know! <laughs> it's going to ruin my day! Because <laughs> I can't go down to the library. They're not open because of COVID, so I can't look this yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. And that would be where I'd find it, a book at the library. <laughs> <laughs> I the reference section. I have to go through Blowing and... dust off it, yeah. <laughs> um, well, speaking of uh, nostalgia... And things from years and years ago that people maybe hold uh, in uh, high regard because of their uniqueness at the time. But in reality, (laughs) they weren't necessarily that unique or that much of a better product than the compact discs available at the time. Mm -hmm. I'm talking, but in relation to the platforming quality, Psychonauts. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Just to lay it out all exactly uh, so that you can understand. (laughs) <laughs> it was pretty yeah, Psychonauts unclear. 2 out uh, this week. It's on Game Pass. It's nearly 20 years since the original came out. Fuck. I, I believe 16, none of us ever played years, the original. Like that. I, ch- I played Jeez. a little bit of it but got bored quite early on. Yeah, right. And this this one was this was crowdfunded, wasn't it? Yeah, This so this sequel was kind of Kickstarter sort of thing. I think It's a platform that Double Fine created, I think. Ages ago, yeah. uh, Psychonauts 2 has been in production for a long time and I believe has sort of changed uh, like where its funding has come from because at this point, I believe at least a chunk of it is Microsoft because I I think it's exclusive to PC and Xbox now. Yeah. There were backers originally because there's a bit in the game where you find like a there's like a um, vault of all these people's brains and you can kind of cycle through it mm. and all the the names attached to the brains of people who um, funded early on. Right. And they, like Double Fine tweeted a thing going like, hey, if you've been left out, like email us and let us know. That's crazy. <laughs> a certain point. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that I, I think that's a like a, you know, obviously been a, 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 um, a pledge goal, a pledge... Uh, uh, 
whatever you call reward. it, that you yeah. can reward. It yeah. looks like so. Yeah, they they raise like four million dollars or something. Um, initially, they maybe even got an extra bit of yeah, like capital investment. But then Microsoft acquired Double Fine a couple mm. of years ago and like paid back the that investment in like a hundred and forty percent return. So um, yeah, whoever bought in. Uh, is getting paid well for it if there right. is you know, profits and stuff. But um, that's the thing because it was yeah. through Fig, which the idea of it is that you aren't like just handing them money to back them. You are investing in the game. Yeah, right. You have a, equity. A partner. Yeah. Yep. So yep. the yep. idea that that could be the case, and then they're like, "We might have left some out. Please message yes. us." Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. weird. And but, but saying message us, but also going. You have to do it within the next like twenty four hours because Fuck. then we're just we can't do it beyond that. I mean, seems. it could be we're literally that just like coding and putting a name in. It seems like yeah, you know. it could be that plenty of those accounts are deleted and shit now because Fig has changed. I'm pretty sure since 2015 when this happened, right? And so yeah, the game's been in production for a long time. It's a sequel to one of those games that was like a you know cult classic considered type of thing. Yes. Um, on the yeah, and PS2 and what I couldn't ones. work out about uh, Tim Schafer and Double Fine. So he he was a LucasArts guy. He left and founded Double Fine off the back of that. So you know this game has launched with a fair amount of sort of fanfare because there's a lot of people that love Tim Schafer, love Double Fine, love the legacy of like the LucasArts games that he worked on. And I was really, I, I, I've never been that invested in, in what they do. I've never really played a Double Fine game. So I was kind of reading up a little bit about like the history of the company and everything. And is this right that he, f- he him and some others founded it, they left LucasArts because they were annoyed that LucasArts was kind of moving away from making the adventure games that they had all worked on and enjoyed. And then the first thing that they make is a platformer. Yeah. <laughs> they, they they leave because LucasArts aren't making this style of game anymore and then they make a game that is not in that style of game. I'm not seems, sure they've ever made me, an adventure game. Yeah, right. it's certainly not in that style. No. Yeah, yeah, because they made uh, Brutal Legend, which again was like kind of a cult hit that mm-hmm. didn't have huge blockbuster success. It seems to be a running theme for, for Double Fine. Yes, uh, yeah. Costume quest, like stacking in the cave, and a bunch of those like 360 early kind of arcade games. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I think called Broken Age that I think was an adventure game, and then yes, yeah. More recently, some some stuff, but their biggest game so far probably is Psychonauts 2. Here, it's been anticipated for ages. Like you say, we're not in on Psychonauts. I sort of actively didn't enjoy my brief time with the first one years ago. Well, I remember seeing a little clip of it in the um, uh, the Microsoft event. Was it last year that we stayed up and did on Twitch or whatever? Who yeah. knows and anymore? All, like the, what does it matter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the little clip that they showed, just I remember like all of us being like, this looks shit. And then as it was getting closer to release, just being like, have absolutely no interest in it. And then I think I mentioned this last week, see, seeing some reviews of it once it was out and, and actually you know, seeing a bit more of what the game actually was, starting to think like, oh, okay, maybe I should, you know, it's on Game Pass, maybe I should try this. It seems like it might be up my alley. And, uh, yeah, I've been playing it this week. I'm eight hours in and really enjoying it. Um, But I know that from talking last night, we all have kind of varying levels of, uh, yeah, enthusiasm for it. Three little pigs. No, wait, Goldilocks and the three bears. (laughs) Or, Or the three little pigs. 
Yeah. No, the, okay. the pigs are kind of a unified front, aren't they? But the well, they pigs... have different houses. And they have positions yeah. that are more or less defensible than others. And that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah, Tommy's the brick house. It's like, yeah, he likes it. He has some quibbles, but he's laid it all out there. Um, Adam? I'm living in, I think, sticks. Yeah, like, yeah, probably. it's all right. Yeah, sticks. You know, it'll yeah. do if there's nothing else, but, you know, not the best house around. Yeah. But Ben's sitting there. The big bad wolf's come along. He's just, it's hay fever season. He's literally just sneezed. <laughs> He hasn't even put that much effort into it. Just by yeah. accident, yeah. Ben's house has just crumbled immediately. Ben has yeah. seen the wolf outside of the window and started shaking in fear, and that motion has knocked his house down. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't um, like it at all, do you? No, and I have no real reason. <laughs> so why don't Tommy? Why don't you tell talk about why you like it first? I think let's let's lead with the positive. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So it's. To give a bit of backstory on on essentially what it is, yeah, it's it's it follows on immediately from the uh, first one. Like literally, I think it's set like the next day. The or rhombus something. of ruin happened in between, which was a VR Psychonauts game. So there's technically right, two yes. Psychonauts game already, and yeah, it it picks up right after, which they but make chronologically jokes about in the game of like how it's mm. been such a long time in real life, but a short time. Yeah. Yeah, and it does a really good little, like a previously on kind of thing at the start because right. obviously you make something like this and it's been this long and, you know, yep. you have to assume that a lot of people are going to come to it, uh, you know, completely fresh. Uh, so, yeah, you are a you're a little kid who's a psychic. It's set in the world of psychics. Psychics are like these kind of secret agents who can go into people's minds to sort of, uh, yeah, influence their thoughts. And, and, yeah, there's like basically this whole... Sort of, yeah, spy caper, uh, borderline sort of superhero setup of um, you having to, yeah, you'll meet someone in the quote-unquote real world even though it's still very cartoony and you'll sort of find out a bit about what you need to do in order to change their thoughts, which is just an excuse to go into their head, which is like a very creative, cartoony world and it'll be set up around like, oh, this person works here, so you get it telegraphed like oh okay well i guess this world that we go into is going to be like bowling alley themed or whatever because the person loves bowling uh so yeah it's basically just an excuse to have these uh very creative 3d platformy levels it's let like i kind of went in thinking that it would be like a a banjo kazooie or whatever with like a big hub world and then these kind of like big worlds that kind of stem off it it's it's not that the platforming is like a lot more linear where you go into an area and you are going almost almost more kind of crash bandicoot style from you know from from a to b the levels don't last a particularly long time they just kind of get you in and give you this kind of creative little hook and then you're out and it's more like this progression of a story. Like it's very, it almost feels like a kind of a naughty dog game where mm. you're in these areas, you're kind of traversing through them and then that's it. Story beat happens and you move on. It's it's not the kind of, here's a big, you know, here's a big area, explore it all, explore every nook and cranny. It does still have those elements to it, but it took me a while to kind of work out exactly what it was doing mm. and go, oh, there's not ever going to be a point where I'm just like, let loose in this big area and expected to kind of find all these little tasks or whatever. It's going into this person's head. You see like a big kind of totem up the very end of it. You got to walk your way up there and then you're out and you, you know, story beats happen and then you're on to the next kind of one of them. Yeah. And you almost want to just follow that story 
through it it's more fun that way than trying to go back i'll often play platformers of like doing a level 100 percent and then moving on yeah and there's enough of those collectibles that aren't accessible until you get abilities that you get later in the game and stuff like that like you can go back into old levels at some point but yep you want to just follow where the game is telling you to go for quite some time i think before you go and do any of that clean up stuff if you want to do that but I'm also at a bit where it, uh, it, it, you know, games will often do this thing where they're like, hey, just so you know, before you go and do this next yeah. thing, that's kind of it, which typically signals like, well, this is the game ending. And it gave me one of those little markers. And I kind of looked at how much I'd played and I'm like, and I, I you know, cross-referenced that with the how long to beat listing for it. I was like, have I somehow just raced through this really quickly, but it's, it's not ending. It like takes you to this like whole new area where it, it kind of leaves behind the like the hub that you'd been in for right. the majority of the game, and so yeah, like mechanically, it's fine. It's definitely not up there with it, it, purely mechanically with any of the great platformers um, or three D platformers or anything like that. But the the dressing of it, like the the world design and the the not so much the writing, but the, just the general, like the the moment to moment of all this stuff happening, and the whole conceit of jumping into these people's heads, and the the very creative level design around what their brain looks like, and the sort of little challenges that you have to do. I'm that's what's getting me through. I'm just really loving it. I'm not. It's it's yeah. It's not something that I think I'd replay once I'm done with it. It's 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 like it's it's competent enough as a platformer, but it's just the yeah, the, I'm just loving the creativity in it. It feels to me like a cool sort of Nickelodeon uh, kind of, yeah, very, very cartoony and very yeah. like just having a character set up what they're about and just thinking and, you know, just wondering like, oh, I wonder what, you know, what's this what's this level going to be like? And it, it, rather than it just be like flatly like, oh, they like food, so it's food world. Like it's it's very very creative like it's it it for me so far it's going like three or four steps beyond what you would expect when you hear the setup of like this right. is what this world is going to be which is what i'm really enjoying it's about like it. the persona 5 palaces where it takes a mm. simple idea but it stretches it a, a f- far enough to make it interesting where like just to give an example that's kind of a bit of a spoiler but it's very early on the the first mm. sort of level you go into right. is um a woman who used to work at a hospital and now is trying is like addicted to gambling because of something you've done and so it combines a hospital and a casino in a really interesting way like it it elevates it past it being like here's a weird hospital or here's a weird casino here's a casino yeah 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 It, it, it jams ideas together and that's the thing i'm liking the most about this game is that environmental design in particular i think that is really creative and uh is interesting and 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 well made i think Almost everything else, though, is really middle of the road for me where I think your Nickelodeon, like, early 2000s, I mean, it has the same guy who did the voice of Invader Zim as Raz, so that is part of it, but... Oh, I didn't even realise that. Yeah, it's, that's he's got the... He, yeah, he's that guy. But um, the writing is, is not to my tastes, necessarily. I don't think... I, I don't think there's anything, like, terrible in there. It's not, like... Uh, annoyingly unfunny or anything like that. Mm. It's fine and it's lighthearted, but it isn't like it, it's it's all kind of middle. I think especially the platforming is just about as bare bones and 
plane as it reminds me of like the first ukulele, like the 3D one, where it's just like yeah, yeah. This is the the most sort of cheeseburger platformer you could uh, you could think of you know what i mean like you've got these sort of abilities that you can use but it's always very obvious where you've got to use them and they don't really add anything it just is and now here's the section where you have to zip between these zip lines for a while or here's the section where you need to burn a painting or you know like yeah but weirdly enough i said this to you guys last night that's one of the things i'm enjoying the most about is that it's just very uh it's like it's perfect time for me to just put on a Nice, bright, like, I, yeah, I love the world design, so I'm just interested in seeing that. I don't really care that there's not sections that are, you know, I love a challenging 3D platformer, but I also don't really mind that this isn't that. Like, it's I'm, not that I'm, it's not challenging, though. It's that that creativity that is in the environmental design isn't there in the platforming. Like, it doesn't have to yeah, be hard, it's not but doing, it's so straightforward. Yeah, it's not doing like a, a, a kind of, you know, the Mario games do it great where it's like, here's what the world looks like and then here's a little hook and a little gimmick that, you know, they kind of wring everything out of. Yeah. It's like each each level is designed really well in terms of like the aesthetics of it, but there's no thing where it's like, oh, here's the challenge that I'm doing in this that is based around the environment that yeah. is very creative that yeah. is using that. It's like each the actual platforming bits in each level could be completely interchanged. There's actually, no, there's yeah. one a bit later on that is quite different. There's a, there's a couple of little ones as you get they, they, further on where it mixes up a little bit, but yeah. not. it never really goes all the way with it. No, and I don't think it ever like, um, it ju- yeah, it, it just, that it always feels like I'm going through the motions. Even when it does do that, there's something about the platforming that is just like stilted enough that it yeah. feels quite quite bland. And and that's sort of how I feel about the writing too. And it's such a small quibble. I think the music is good and I think the voice acting is done well. But there's something with how it's mixed together and like the audio like design of it that is so weirdly empty that it I'm finding the game off-putting as a whole because of that. Like the aesthetic of it, it feels dull and empty. There's something about the way the audio is done that yeah, right. where someone will talk and then there will be a brief little pause and then the next person will talk and then there will be a pause and then the next person will be will talk and there's no music underneath it and it it just feels really like unfinished and rough and i think uh, it's something yeah. that is making that is having a, a larger impact and like that that is kind of what the whole game feels like too in some ways yeah. just a little unfinished and underdone in in subtle ways that have an effect of making it less appealing. Yeah, I kind of... I didn't know this was crowdfunded. I thought it was just like, I don't know, an old property was brought back um, Mm. before, yeah, looking into it for this episode. Um, It feels like a, 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 a cheaper production that's aiming for, you know, AAA, like... Or yeah, it's just yeah. it just is a double A game, you know, like double fine. There's it is sort of essentially an indie, I guess, but yeah. it right. does at the be- beginning it sets itself up. It's got a lot of kind of triple A trapping, so it kind of yeah. it traps you into feeling like it's that at the beginning, and then you sort of have to recalibrate and go, oh, this is essentially like a pre- relatively small and team. It's not that it needs right. to meet those standards. Plenty of games don't have that budget and don't do that. It's just right. that it yeah. it, it it feels awkward. There's something about it that that feels teenage awkward in a way in in, right. in the production of yeah. it that is like 
not the result of its scale, but the result of like just just polish yeah. on what's there. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's I, really hard to quantify. I think they've there's just we don't see under the hood of games development, and when you don't have infinite money, you don't have infinite time. Mm. Some things get left out, and I think what I assume. Um, people like the original and this sequel for is sort of the charm of the aesthetic and the characterization right. and, and the creativity, like you said, the atmosphere, the, the level design. And that's yeah. that's all here, you know? Like, But I think for me, my taste, like I looked at it and I like some of the initial enemies or like, you know, um, antagonists you come across feel a little like Nightmare Before Christmas, which again, you know, that's great. That sort of Tim Burton-y aesthetic. A lot of people like it. Um, it's a little bit are real monsters, you know, and like you were saying, yeah. those sort of Nickelodeon cartoons from, mm. yeah, early two thousands and and before. Um, it's just not me. It's just not vibing with me. Yeah, that sort of stuff yeah. isn't getting me. I think the writing on the dialogue level and story level and mission level is better than a Ratchet and Clank. Um, yes, well, definitely. Yeah, above this is that. what I was gonna say. Is that but yeah? I mean, for me. Yeah, for me, kind of the perfect game. I mean, that was like I loved Ratchet and Clank, but my least favorite thing about it was that it's it's a bit DreamWorks light in terms yep. of those kinds of elements. So Plays I, I mean, it very safe. for me, that yeah, the perfect game would be like a mechanically Ratchet and Clank that's just that just goes for it a little bit more in this way that just has that kind of like environmental design and creativity like yep. cranked up another few notches. I mean, even Mario Odyssey, which I loved, like, again, it like it, it felt like a lot of the worlds in that game were, here's just Snow World, and it's not really, you know, going for it much in an aesthetic way beyond just like, yeah, there's these little walrus guys. Like, whereas, a, you know, a, a team like this kind of overseeing those kind of elements and just ratcheting it up another few notches. Like, and that's creatively the stuff that I really, <laughs> really enjoy. I think uh, so. Yeah. Part yeah. of the problem with yeah. this one, though, is that it it is doing that creativity from a still kind of 2005-y lens where, like, a lot of the quirkiness in it is still, like, this guy loves bacon and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And it isn't, like, again, it, it's not bad. It's just... No. Bland I, at this point, I think, or like a same the the gameplay and the the dialogue and the story, which are the two things that would get me through it, are a little just just not not special, you know. Not right. I I think like when I say that stuff is, you know, it reminds me of older stuff, um, and it's not entirely to my taste. I still think that it's good enough, and like I just I always appreciate something that is like. Yeah, interesting, not playing it safe. And so mm. I think it could have definitely um, drawn me through this game had the mechanics of the, the platforming been as smooth and fun to play as Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. And they're just, right, they're just right. not. Um, yeah. And for a platformer where at times I'm not engaged in the story entirely, if it's not fun, like I genuinely don't find it very fun to play. Like the, the yeah. sort of jumping around and shooting and dodging Like what you say with the dialogue knocks being a little stilted, I find that is the case with the platforming and sort of the button inputs and stuff. Mm. Um, And yeah, like it's just, I got it on Game Pass. It's part of a subscription service. I'm not pissed off, you know, I'm not slamming it. You were telling me Um, you were pissed off and going to slam it before this. (laughs) 
Well, I've changed my mind. <laughs> Get into the slam zone. <laughs> Someone's pissed off gamer moment of the week. <laughs> the pissed off video game nerd. I'm the pissed off gamer. This week we're talking about microtransactions again. Uh, and I like them, but I don't like this game because there's a woman in it. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I just think it's not for me. And I think if you are someone who loves the aesthetic and the creativity of the levels and the characters and has nostalgia for it, um, fucking go for your life, you know? I hope yeah, that, I mean, that maybe that's enough for you. And, and Maybe this is, just speaks to the kind of like smooth brain entertainment that I'm into consuming at the moment. But right. in spite of all these, uh, you know, these these flaws that I agree with you guys it has I'm eight hours in I'm right. probably going to finish it and at the moment I'm I'm having such a nice time with it that it is a contender for my game of the year at this point well, I've seen people of, say that I've seen many in people spite say of those, that yeah in spite of those flaws it's like it you know sometimes something you can just be aware of it but it's like yeah I'm really not caring because mm. it's doing what I want out of a game right now, it's mm. doing those elements so well that all that other stuff doesn't really matter. And I, I also think it's worth mentioning that thematically kind of what it's doing is is very interesting to me. Where it's talking a lot about mental health where you go into someone's head and in, they're talking about the, the issues that they have or the fears that they have or the concerns that they have and the way that it kind of personifies and then represents them as little enemies I think is kind of neatly done. It, you know, it, it reminds me of a bit of a Pixar thing where it's like, mm. Hey, imagine a world where you can do this and then it just rings every sort of thing of like, oh, well, how would this feeling be represented in this world? I think right. is kind of cool. And it, I also think it, you know, we talked about this the other week, the the whole thing of the um, the content warning in uh, Boyfriend Dungeon. Was that last week? Yeah. Or we, whenever it was. I think this does a really neat job of that at the start where it, it kind of comes up with a big thing where it's like, hey, this game talks about this stuff and we hope that it's taken in the light-hearted way that it's intended but you know you might want to opt out if you think that's going to affect you and if you are that person here's a website you can go to to i thought that was like yeah. really like nicely yeah. i think that's worth yeah, kind of it's it's a shame that the, thing that's the, nicely and eloquently done it's a shame mm. that the website they point you to is bluewaffle.com i thought that was a <laughs> real error in judgment but yeah i i agree that like if the stuff that's in there clicks with you, then it's sick. But I do think that just like the platforming, all, all the aesthetic stuff is is choices, and I think it is or is taste based. And I think that uh, a lot of it is well done if you are gonna be prone to liking it. You know, other yeah, than exactly. some of those technical yeah. parts of it that I just think are a little not quite polished up. Uh, there, there's yeah some some of that stuff but then the platforming i do think is just kind of basic and yeah that, that's i think it's a shame. The, you know the tutorial re- you know some games but it's, it's not like terrible you, you this is a this is an it's yeah, fine yeah. game i want to point that out this yeah, is I'm, what I'm i think trying of to be, when i say it's fine i'm trying to be more charitable in this discussion because i just flat out don't like it <laughs> yeah, i'm, I'm yeah. trying to yeah some games you have to say like you know you've got to give it a few hours or do the tutorial and then do a bit more and wait till it kind of lets you out into the world. Breath of the Wild is a really good example where the plateau is like not a good example of what the game actually is. But with this, I think do you know the tutorial gives you enough of what the platforming is actually going to end up being like and also the whole tone and sensibility of it and right. what that's going to be like. And if that clicks with you and if you find the platforming in that just like fine enough that you're enjoying the rest of it, then I think you'll enjoy it all the way through. Because that was the experience right. I had just from the tutorial. I was like, oh, this is this is cool and creative and kind of funky. Mm. I, 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 you know, I, I'm, 
I mean, this platforming seems like fine, not like revolutionary or I completely d- I had awesome, the same but it's problems like- during that bit with like jerky pacing is a thing I haven't mentioned yet as well, which is like yeah. the, 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 the ratio of cutscenes to gameplay and like when they pop up and how much you get to do in between is a little off for a lot of the game. Like it just, yeah. it feels... Yeah. And this is, I mean, I fucking like Metal Gear Solid 4. I I'm, I'm, I pick and choose when I care about things. But <laughs> this today I'm in this mood. <laughs> the the opening of this game, and I watched, you know, I watched the whole thing. I watched the backstory and all of that stuff. I felt a little unsettled by the point it dropped me into the game. I wasn't entirely clear on everything, like why I was doing, like, and I think it's probably a pacing issue. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's the that's the best kind of recommendation we can give. It feels like whatever your response to the tutorial is, yes, that will carry you through for the rest of the game. So, yeah, if you've got Game Pass, it's it's yeah, it's not something where it's like, hey, you've got to play five hours of this to work out whether you're in or not. No. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you can do the do the opening half hour and yeah, whatever you whatever you think at that point. That's that's a that's a good indication of how you're going to take to the rest of it. Well, and yeah, we've got and a, a one bad, one medium, and one good here. So on average, that means we think it's medium, which means that I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought I'd point that out. That that's. I thought I thought you were going to say it averages out to a double fine. No, no, it doesn't. Oh, oh shit! It, oh. Yeah, it's a triple. F- it's fine. Yeah, actually, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I get you, what you mean because yeah, you two yeah. bring each other you, down to a fine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, fine. yeah. Oh fuck, yeah. man! <laughs> right? In in a, in a way, it's the perfect game for that company to make. So they got us. The yeah. last they of us part purpose. two yeah. really yeah. is a naughty dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. That's uh. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I, I think it's. I think it's worth dipping into at least the tutorial if you've got Game Pass. Yes. Um. We yeah. are gonna. Yep. I was gonna say if you don't have Game Pass. If you love the aesthetic from all the reviews you've watched and all the trailers, if you think that that's absolutely your your style, the dialogue, the characters seem charming, if you go in knowing that the platform is kind of pedestrian, you probably will still like it. It's still mm. worth, I think, a crack based on, yeah, your appreciation of the trailers. But if, it, if you're looking for like a, a fun, interesting, creative, challenging platformer, uh, it's less of a sure bet. Play the last Crash Bandicoot if yeah. you didn't. Yeah. Or Ratchet got, and Clank yeah. or yeah. Mario, Bowser, Fury, Mario 3D. Yes. Or, uh, you know, th- I think that's the other thing is there's been a few good platformers lately. Yeah, yeah true. Totally. Yeah. Lightly. All right. Um, All right. What We're going to wrap it up for another week. Wait, Ben's yeah. got a thought. What are we doing next week? <laughs> oh, know. good question. Everyone will find out next week. Okay. <laughs> that's all. There's something out this. Yeah, I think there's something out this week. I, tomorrow. I, I guess know. we'll talk about video games. We'll work it out. Yeah. Don't don't put Guys, me in a box. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening. Head to filthycasuals.com.au for the links to our Patreon. You can get a bonus episode every week. We're currently going through the early aughts, doing a year in review. Oh yes, the year of the 2000s. Yes. Uh, we've also been doing the videos. We've been playing Fortnite. We're doing the Sims. We're making a house and making ourselves in the Sims. Yes. You can get early access to some of them uh, every week if you're on the Patreon. Uh, and even if you're not, they're all up on our YouTube channel. Uh, we've got the Bandcamp premium episodes. 
filthycasuals.com.au is where you can find all of that, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the pod. We'll see you next week. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals, Whopper Mental Health. That's psychonauts. <laughs> he would say Whopper Mental Health. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I love it's it. actually a borough in uh, South Korea. <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.